This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes, or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living, and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing, and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in, and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Sustainable-ish podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, two bits of exciting news this week for you. First up, the doors are open to the Knackered Mums Eco Club for the next week. So that is until the 5th of March, depending very much on when you're listening to this. This is my annual membership that's part eco-course, part community, part support and therapy group. (laughs) There's a different module each month with resources and planners and checklists galore alongside the most amazing community of knackered mums and grands and stepmums and non-mums all supporting each other to get started and to keep going making some sustainable-ish changes. I'll pop all the details in the show notes for anyone who is interested and you can find them at www.asustainablelife.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Exciting news number two is that yesterday I received the happiest of happy post when two advanced copies of book number two landed on my doorstep. I may have done a little happy danced whilst getting slightly over-emotional. The Sustainable-ish Guide to Green Parenting, my new book, is an actual thing, a real-life book I can hold in my hands, I can flick through it and I can smell that new book smell. It's out on the 18th of March, but it's available to pre-order now, online, in all the usual places and from all good bookshops. So please do support your local independent bookshop if you have one and if they're open at the moment. It's also coming out in audiobook format as well for anyone who likes to listen. Right then, on with today's show, we are talking pensions. I know, exciting stuff, right? I never imagined that I would get excited about pensions, but this episode has proved me wrong. Now, don't get me wrong, pensions are still pretty high up on the boring adulting scale of things, but the potential that our pensions have to create a better world has blown me away a little. Because did you know that your pension, that you probably think very little about, other than when you see the section on your payslip each month telling you how much has been taken out for it, could be investing your hard-earned money in fossil fuels? So while we're busting our guts trying to make the world a better place with the choices that we're making, 
all the while our pension money could be working directly against us. See? Now you're getting interested, right? And maybe not more than a little enraged. The good news is that change is not only afoot, but it is very much actually happening. And largely thanks to Make My Money Matter, a people-powered campaign fighting for a world where we all know where our pension money goes and where we can demand it's invested to build a better future. I'm chatting to Henna and Kenneth from the campaign. Do listen in and then let me know your thoughts on this one, especially if you've been inspired to act, if you're now hot-footing it off to HR, virtually of course, to ask where your pension is and if your company has any plans for moving their pension pots. Do drop me an email to let me know. I'm on jen at sustainableish.co.uk or come and find me on social media where I'm at sustainableish pretty much everywhere. (laughs) As ever, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really does mean the world and it helps more people to discover the podcast. Enjoy. Hello, we have two people on the podcast today, which is always very exciting. Kenneth, do you want to kick off introducing yourself? Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. And uh, yes, I'm Kenneth. Um, so um, from Glasgow originally, I'm the digital campaigns manager at Make Money Matter. So my role is really to kind of like speak to the public through our social media channels about pensions and all things green and got some work on um, deforestation, some policy work as well that I do. So yes, it's a quite a small team. So it's really fun to kind of get involved in a lot of the other elements of work that we do. And what's your background? How did you get into this? Because there might be people listening. I know a lot of people, the the pandemic has made them like rethink their um, (laughs) life choices a little bit and might be thinking about sort of jobs in sustainability and things. And what's your background? Yeah, so um, went to kind of um, Glasgow University, studied politics, was always really keen and interested in climate change. Um, My surname is Green, which I always felt was a bit of kind of normative (laughs) determinism in there. There was always, I think, a part of me that felt I probably would end up doing kind of climate change and environmental mm. work and I got interested in kind of climate change campaigning so I went to kind of local campaigning group did some kind of interesting things there tried to do some more international elements I've always mm. been interested in international development and I've been lucky enough to go to several countries and do some research there and just kind of see the impact that climate change was having but also the fact that the UK being such a rich country, the role we have in helping solve mm. the issues that historically we might have caused and helped mm. cause. So that kind of made me just really want to get into it. So I did a bit of a circuitous route and worked in call centres for a bit. And just because <laughs> like much like many people when they leave university, it's a bit difficult to kind of like crack into climate change campaigning and then just kept on going away, got a job at UNICEF um, oh, wow. in their supporter care team, which they kind of one that speaks to the public and then just mm. kept on going and got up air pollution policy role within UNICEF wow. and yeah went from there so it's a bit of kind of outside campaigning inside just plugging away trying to get into the right organizations yeah. and yeah delighted to have ended up at Make Money Matter it's a fantastic organization. It's fascinating to hear people's journeys I'm, I don't know if I'm just nosy but I'm always really interested <laughs> in that and um, Hannah how about you do you want to introduce yourself and I'd love you know how did you get to be sure. doing what you're doing? It's always great to hear sort of Kenneth's story because I feel like oh Kenneth knows so much about climate and I feel like such a novice in comparison (laughs) and I'm Henna I'm the campaigns manager so a lot of what I do is working on our public facing campaigning work 
doing things like this, so speaking to audiences about the campaign and what we do. And I also do a lot of our local government work, so talking to local people in their areas and to local authority pension funds and mm. saying, look, this is what it means to go net zero or to green your pension, and this is why it's important. So unlike Kenneth, which I think is really interesting, my background's not in climate at all. I fell into it completely by accident. I think there are things in common in that I also did like politics at university. I've always thought from that point of view mm. and I've always been interested, but actually my the two things I cared about the most um, when I was a bit younger were sort of access to education, mm. I think it's really important, um, international development and, and also sort of refugee and migrant rights. Mm. They were sort of my areas of interest. And then, yeah, I took a bit of a circuitous route too. I worked for like an educational social enterprise for a little while. Um, and then I worked in politics for a little while and then sort of started doing some campaigning on anti-racism outside of that. Um, and then sort of ended up here. And I think it's quite interesting. I know that lots of people listening will already care a lot about climate because they care about sustainability. And I think from my point of view, and I don't know whether that's because of my background and I think this is when I talk to my parents or people so I'm Pakistani but by origin but when I talk to them about these things it's actually not necessarily the natural world that motivates mm. them as much okay. more it's more seeing that impact on people and I think mm. that's that's the kind of interesting thing about climate and and the sort of conversation we're having now is that it has an impact on the natural world but it also has an impact yeah. on people around the world um, and I think that's a nice thing to sort of remember or yes. work on because I spend a lot of my time talking to people who aren't motivated by climate or the natural world either right. and actually when I start speaking to them they say well look at all the human impacts of this mm. this is a huge problem not just because you don't have access to all the lovely animals mm. and mm. all the lovely plants but actually we need them to survive and we're yeah. part of the big broader ecosystem where we're all dependent on each other yeah uh, I think it's just an interesting way of thinking about um climate more broadly definitely and I, I know um Catherine Hayhoe I don't know if either of you have come across her on Twitter she's a climate scientist and she talks a lot about you know having conversations and how that's one of the really powerful things we can do but actually you know if there are people who don't seem that concerned try and find the things that you have in common so it might be your kids or it might be as you said the sort of human impacts and and instead of sort of focusing on the things that you don't get on about, you know, whether they're left and you're right or the other way around or, you know, in terms of politics and things like that, it's probably more likely to be your left and their right. You know, that you find the things that you have got in common because there will be some common ground somewhere. And I thought it was really interesting, Henna, where you were saying that, you know, your your um, sort of passions um, originally and probably still were um, sort of around uh, access to education and around um, refugees and stuff. And both of those are hugely interlinked with the climate crisis, aren't they? I think Project Drawdown, which lists the hundred top solutions to climate crisis, link you know lists education, access to education, really high up there, and especially education for women. And obviously, as the climate continues to change, we're going to start to see more refugees and that sort of thing. So yeah, really interesting that that kind of overlap there. So make my money matter. I don't know who wants to dive into this. Who's best at the at the spiel? What is it? What do you, what do you guys do? I think Kenneth is indicating me. <laughs> I think he's much better at the spiel, but I'll do it. So Make Your Money Matter is, as you sort of said before we started, Jen, is a pretty new campaign. Mm. We started towards the end of 2019 with 
a grand total of one full full-time employee and now we're wow. up to is it six full-time employees amazing it's great it's a great amount of growth and it basically came out of some conversations that Richard Curtis was having so you'll all probably have heard of Richard Curtis of various TV and movie fame mm. um, but outside of that he was involved in Make Poverty History and Comic Relief and is also one of the United Nations um, ambassadors for the Sustainable Development Goals oh, as wow. well. Yeah. So there's a whole sort of history there of the Make Poverty History and around mm. the debt campaign and all of that which is saying to countries look it's really important that you play your part in making yeah. the world a better place. And then in comic relief to say to individuals, look, you have the power through your individual do donation mm. to change the world, both more broadly and, and at home as well. Mm. But actually, I think when it comes to the sustainable development goals, I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think there's about a 2.5 trillion gap of funding needed each year to achieve the goals wow. and if, if you don't know much about the goals they are basically a broad number of goals which we basically say that we want the whole world to achieve and they include things like access to clean water education aligning with the Paris Agreement like all mm. these things that are really important for like environment and for people and for food mm. and for us to live a, in a healthy world really yeah. and they said okay well there's this whole gap and it looks like states, I mean, looking at politics the way it is in the world, like mm. I don't think politicians are going to turn around yeah, and say, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's donate more cash yes. to, to the SDGs. In fact, they're trying to cut it. Really? So where, wow. can we get, where can we get that money from? And someone said, well, we haven't talked to private finance. We haven't asked people who are in the investment banks, and I know they feel really, really far away, but... They work in the city of London, they mm. work in Manhattan, they work in financial centers all around the world. And what they do is they take cash and they invest it in various things. Mm. And actually, one of the amazing parts about that is that, and that's why pensions are so important, even though lots of people think they're a little bit boring, is that actually a lot of that money is our money. It's mm. cash that we're and our, our employers are saving each month into funds to say okay when you retire then you can live well because you'll have an income mm. and actually then that money gets sent to a provider that then gets sent to an asset manager that then is used to purchase like stocks and shares mm. and various other things which all are invested in the likes of you know apple shell mm. whatever it may be and that's the thing that makes the world go round and actually I think from my point of view, and we're really much a people power campaign, it's it's about us saying to ordinary people, look, this thing, which is the financial system, feels really far away from you. Mm, because mm. It's people in suits talking in, yes. in acronyms most of us don't understand. Yes. But actually, the thing they're using is ours. Mm. So we have a right to say, well, actually, I don't want my retirement fund to be invested in coal mining. Yes. I'd much rather it was invested in solar panels somewhere in the global south where it can generate yeah. clean electricity and provide jobs and create a much healthier world and so that's basically what we're trying to do which I think is a pretty big undertaking <laughs> for six people. <laughs> because it's pretty complicated but I think it's worth starting the conversation because it's something yeah. that has happened for such a long time and if we're going to be really honest we're heading for a massive crisis and if we don't change it now then mm. 
I, I mean, we're literally just running out of time at this point. Yeah. yeah. So Kenneth, that two and a half trillion, I don't know if that's dollars or pounds shortfall, how much of that can, if, if all our money and all our pensions was moved, would that be enough? Yeah. So, I mean, basically there's about kind of, say, kind of like three trillion in kind of pensions, um, our pensions pots basically in the UK alone. Wow. So it's a huge amount of money. I mean, it's the kind of, it's a scary amount of money. Just trying to think about the number of zeros there. Is quite, <laughs> um, quite a lot, basically. So just trying to kind of like look at that money and say, right, what can this money do? What can we do with it? It's an absolutely fantastic opportunity. And that's just the UK. There's obviously mm. kind of, I think it's something like $49 billion in kind of pensions around the world. So I mean, like that is, it's our trillion dollars, $49 trillion around wow. the world. So it's a huge amount of money. And well, make money matters focusing on the UK at the moment. We're talking to different organizations around the world who've also begun to look at people's pensions and try to make people aware of exactly where yeah. their kind of money is going. So it's a huge ability and a huge kind of like pot of money that we can really put to good use. And we're already seeing some fantastic um, developments. So since we launched kind of last year, we've had about um, £340 billion pounds of UK pension. Um, wow. whose money go towards kind of like fighting climate change so we've managed to get lots of pension funds to commit to net zero which essentially is Amazing. a kind of a term which means that they will not admit emit kind of like more kind of carbon um, which is fantastic and to have that amount of money secured is great but there's just so much more to do there's so many more kind of like pension pots to go after mm. pension organizations but in that short space of time, getting those commitments is great. And really now the onus is on the ones, the stragglers almost, the ones yeah. who are still left behind. It just, when you put it like that, it feels like a complete no-brainer. There's a, remind me again what the what the shortfall is, Hannah? 2.5 trillion. 2.5 trillion. And we've got 49 trillion invested globally in pensions. Like, hold on a minute, I can do this maths pretty easily. Like, why is this not happening, you know, and, and above and beyond that, um, that sort of shortfall? That's absolutely phenomenal. So I think I have been very guilty in the past of talking a lot about the power that we have as individuals and as consumers when we're making choices at the checkout, when we're buying things. And it took me a long time to sort of join the dots up between actually um, that money, you know, any money I've got, even in my current account, you know, that banks are using that, aren't they? Any money I've got, um, you know, if, if anyone's lucky enough to have ices or savings and um, any pensions and things, that actually, you know, I'm working really hard trying to make all these different choices so that I'm limiting my own impact. And actually my money might then be working in direct opposition to that, because tell us some of the things that a, a sort of regular pension fund might be being invested in traditionally. Yeah, it's a really kind of good point. And like a lot of people are looking at their own personal lifestyles and looking at what they do that contributes to kind of climate change and even down to the very products they buy but you're right the money in their bank account is actually doing a significant amount of work either kind of in good ways mm. and bad ways so yeah it's really important to look at it and we've found kind of that we have we hear vegans who are investing in factory farming for instance mm. so vegans who are so concerned about the kind of impacts of their lives and the world on animals like are realizing actually my pension is contributing to kind of harm against animals. I think mm. that one story I've, I've always found really powerful and Rich Curse, who helped kind of set us up, found powerful, was Bronwyn King. So she is a kind of Australian doctor and oncologist. So 
basically kind of treating people with cancer, then decides to have a quick look into her pension, finds out her pension is investing in tobacco. And it's it was these kind of things. It's like someone who's dedicated their life to try to kind of like cure people of cancer Mm. and then realizing actually my money's contributing to that. And I think that's the kind of really scary thing. It's almost like it's a hidden superpower pension, but also it could be this like horrible, nasty surprise kind of in the corner when we start to look into. Yeah, there's so many kind of things pensions could be invested in, but there's also really big positives as well. So they could be invested in kind of green energy and kind of fantastic projects that are happening around the world to try to pull people out of poverty, Mm. all these fantastic things. So really it's just about having a look into your pension, just making sure that it's doing the right things and having the power of good that it really can make a difference. So Hannah, how do we find out? Because, you know, you made that point that we feel very disconnected, I think, from our from our pensions and from investments and that it's this thing that, you know, rich people in the city do. You know, there'll be some people thinking, I don't I don't even know, like, have I got a pension? How do I find out who it's with? And even then, like, how do I know what it's doing? How do we even start? I mean, that's a really good question. I think part of the reason why this situation has been able to continue for so long is because kind of a reliance on people not asking the question Mm. and what I would say is there are lots of types of scheme and there's more information on our website but I think to start off with if you are working in a workplace and you're employed you probably have a workplace pension scheme Mm -hmm. and in which case your first port of call is your employer and it's just to ask your employer the question where is my pension invested? Do you know what it's invested in? Have, Have you asked that question? Have you asked a question of the provider about the impact that my pension yeah. is having on on the planet and and on everyone around us so that would and be then, hr or somebody would it to go yeah, and ask that'd be hr okay. or your finance director and just starting the conversation and and actually also lots of us now work for exactly as you said jen i think it feeds into this like sustainability movement more broadly because lots of companies are realizing that people want to live more sustainable lives and make more sustainable choices. So lots of companies that people work for are saying, well, we're going to go green, so we're going to reduce our use use of plastic, Mm -hmm. or we're going to give X percent of our profits to charity because Mm -hmm. that's in line with our values. And actually, a lot of the time, these companies are uh, making these choices for really positive reasons. But just like you and me while they're making these choices about what kind of cups to buy mm. not thinking where are all our pensions invested yeah. and actually the impact of a like procurement choice versus the impact of a pension mm. investment is so different so I think that's really the first port of call and then there's sort of an, an added problem which is that lots of people have lots of different pension mm. places so there's something called the pensions tracing service that's okay you search for it then you'll find it and that's basically a place where you can type in the name of your employer and you can find any lost pensions oh wow I know that I've got a pension I think it's all the people's pension I don't know where it is I don't know what the details are so I probably have to do that and it's just like a little bit of admin yeah you probably have lots of little bits of cash in lots of different Mm. jobs and actually deciding whether you want to put them into one or keep them all and having that conversation more broadly is a really good thing for people to do just for your broader financial health as well. So can you do that? Can you amalgamate if you've got lots of different pots, you can amalgamate them into one? So you can, but it's always worth checking the fees involved and the financial advisor because sometimes they'll say, 
we're going to charge you X pounds if you move mm-hmm. from this fund to that fund. And it can become quite complicated. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, this is probably maybe not one for Make My Money Matter now, but probably the next frontier in this fight is making it easy to switch your pensions, mm. to switch your bank account, or easy to yes. switch your electricity mm. provider. Because at the moment, there are loads of things just making it really hard and actually mm. that's why talking to your workplace is a great first step because actually your workplace can go and say i've got 100 em- employees and 20 of them have dead we we want this kind of mm-hmm. pension we really want a net zero pension yeah we want you to change your your options yeah so they can have this and that's the most powerful thing that we can really do and amazing it a bit easier for us as well and also i've heard people say that they've you know, because I've talked about this with my audience a little bit before and say they've, they've gone and found out who their pension is with and then actually that that pension provider will have sort of sustainable pots that they get. So you don't actually literally need to move pension provider, but you can move your pots of money within that. But again, there's that frustration of like, why do I have to ask for this to happen? Why isn't this just the why isn't this just the default that everybody's money goes into this pot? And if you want to be investing in tobacco and fossil fuels, you've got to ask us. <laughs> Is that something that pension companies are looking into, Kenneth? Yeah, I mean, it's something we're um, encouraging pension companies to do because you're right. I think that we see that most people are just with the default pension mm. fund. I mean, we can campaign and we can talk but the general feeling is that most people won't switch just because it can be just difficult and there's some barriers that have been put in place but if we can get the people who care about their pensions to go to the pension provider and say you can switch my pension pot that's completely fine but to be honest I want you to move the default I Mm. want you to make this default the best it can be the most environmental the most the best for our kind of world and for the Mm. SDGs and that's where the real power lies because if we can get everyone to do that and move the default funds, that's how we start kind of causing change and getting kind of money going where we want to go. So you're completely right. I've kind of got, as kind of I said, a couple of pots kicking about and I moved one into the kind of sustainable thing. And that was good because I was like, great, that makes sure my money is actually doing more mm. closer to what I wanted to do. But then that almost kind of made me lose a tiny bit of my agency with that organization, with right. the pension funds. So the other one I went to say, no, you need to move the kind of default as well. And I think that that's where it's great doing it with friends or doing it with kind of your workplace, mm. because the more people who come together to push for kind of their default pension scheme going towards a better place, the more powerful it can be. And we've had thousands of people come to our website that we've got a tool that you can email your pension provider um, and just say, I want my pension, but I want all pensions to be moved to net zero. And We've heard from some of the pension funds that have moved recently that that was a key reason oh, really? why they decided, which is fantastic. It's people power at work. And one of the fun things about working in kind of pensions, <laughs> which fun and pensions aren't always put in the same <laughs> sentence, definitely. But I think that a lot of these organizations aren't used to people knowing and caring. Mm. And that's a kind of big problem because they should always have their finger on the pulse of their members because it is mm. our money they should be asking us what we yeah, should yeah, be yeah. doing with it but the fantastic thing is because they're not used to that when people start asking questions and saying you should kind of move it towards a better kind of place they actually say, oh wow people are starting to care now we need to get ahead of this and mm. there's obviously kind of lots of things out there about organizations saying they're going green and they're not necessarily they're kind of pretending to go yes. a bit more are but by kind of having that kind of fear that oh well everyone's looking at us now and realizing that we're not actually going green our pension mm. investments aren't great 
that provides a really good incentive for them to actually take action. And we've seen that through people contacting us and through the kind of conversations we have with pension providers as well. Yeah. So, Henna, we've we've gone to HR and we've found out who our pension is with and we've sort of raised that question with our employers and hopefully they're going to do some digging as well. But we come to the Make My Money Matter website. What Walk us through what happens then or what, what you'd like us to do then. Sure. So we've got a petition. You should definitely sign. Okay. Um, and actually, we're currently writing a an exciting toolkit that I won't give you too much of a preview of. But I think if you've written to your employer, then I think... For lots of people, that's the first step. Mm. One of the great things I've certainly seen is that when people have realized that this is the case, they've really taken it upon themselves and said, look, this is something that I can do. Yeah. So I think a lot of the time it's, depending on the size of your employer, working with colleagues and really just raising mm. awareness. And so I was speaking to someone who works at a large cosmetics company, for example, who is working with their sustainability network and says, okay, we've got a, a large sustainability network across the business. What we're going to do is we're going to all um, write a letter as a group and say to the firm, this is what we want to change. Mm. We want to change it, particularly in a large company where yeah. things like pensions can be very difficult mm. to shift and it's a lot of effort to do. And then they also said, well, you know what we will do is we're with this fund. We're going to contact the fund and say, we're the sustainability network from this organization. We want to speak to you. And then we mm. have a list of questions and they have a direct, a direct conversation with the pension provider yeah. where they ask questions, which is like, what are your net zero commitments? How mm. are you making sure my pension is really a positive thing um are are you investing for, for social impact or mm. not how how do you see your role what kind of advocacy are you doing and and actually having those conversations because exactly yeah. as Kenneth said lots of people in pension funds aren't used to being asked those yeah. questions they're not used <laughs> to 20 pension holders calling yeah. them up and saying we want to ask you mm. about the social responsibility of what you're offering us yeah. and we want you to do better. So we definitely encourage people to do that. And if you work for a small organization or you're self-employed, that's great because it's much easier. But mm. I think particularly for people who work in large organizations, actually campaigning yourself within your organization is a really good thing to do. Yeah. It's also a really good thing to raise awareness more broadly as well. Definitely. So, you know, if you've got a green team at work or anything, that's a brilliant campaign and project for them to get behind, isn't it? And also, you know, if you haven't got a green team at work or if you're in a smaller team, it just sometimes needs one person to, to, to raise these things and suggest them because I'm pretty, well, maybe I'm naive, but I'm pretty sure if you said to people, do you know that our pension is probably invested in fossil fuels and tobacco and arms and stuff? People would be like, oh, no, not, not so keen on that. Like, and actually all you need to do about it is just pop your signature on this letter that I'm going to send to HR or whatever. You know, it, it does just need sometimes one person to sort of pick up the, the baton and run with it, doesn't it? So interesting what you were saying there, Kenneth, about the fact that like with one of your pensions, you've moved it. And that's, that's powerful, isn't it? Because that's, you know, literally taking your money from the people you don't want to give it to and giving it to the people you do want to give it to. And presumably you can then back that up by writing to the people you move away mm. from by saying you're all gits and that's why I've moved away. <laughs> but interesting that, that you say that actually 
if my understanding is right of what the campaign is trying to do is it's not necessarily telling everyone to move their pension because as you said there's a lot of barriers to that and a lot of people just simply won't do it but it's actually you can leave your money where it is but but use that power of your voice then to to really ask that pension provider to invest your money in a different way is that the correct understanding yes that's right and um the default funds so the kind of like main funds people automatically go into are often the biggest funds these pension providers will hold so mm. they'll have sustainable kind of options which are great but they're quite small they don't have a lot of kind of like funding in them but mm. by changing the default funds by speaking and kind of like lobbying your pension provider to try and get everyone to go into that those sustainable funds that's what makes a huge difference it really does and i think that anyone who's kind of like talked to kind of others about sustainability and about kind of nature and ways they can change it they'll realize that people will often kind of like take their advice and go with it mm. but often there it takes about five ten conversations to get there and that's just the people who are kind of like open to the kind of like idea of kind of changing their pensions and changing yeah. their finances so i think that that's why we feel it's really important to try and change the system just try to work and change the default fund the fact is that it only takes a small percentage of people who are in that default fund to start lobbying and talking to their okay. pension provider for that difference to actually happen and we kind of um, complement that by kind of talking to pension providers kind of through kind of events or through kind mm. of our ceo and their ceo and have those conversations so it's about all of these kind of things kind of coming together and um, yeah really making a difference and yeah, individuals have so much power through their company, through their own pension fund, or yeah, through kind of signing a petition. Um, yeah. There's lots of ways that people can take action that really help. So Kenneth just mentioned the petition there, and you mentioned it earlier, Henna. There is, I think, a degree of scepticism around online petitions and around sending template letters. Do you still find, I mean, Kenneth, you said that that some pension providers came back to you and said, part of our decision was as a result of these these letters that we've received henna do you still think that obviously you think that's a worthwhile thing to do because it's on there but and obviously we're all busy and so it's quicker and easier just to to, to do a template is that still going to be as effective should we draft our own email like how what's the best thing we can do I think you raise a really interesting point and without turning this into a campaigning podcast I think there's a whole like other conversation particularly around climate campaigning and the use of it, those things the pensions industry isn't used to being campaigned on. Mm. Actually, it is really powerful because they don't receive lots of letters and right. emails from members asking. It's not like MPs getting all not, constantly not bombarded like with these template letters. Exactly, exactly. And obviously, if you can write your own, even better. But actually, starting the conversation is great. Mm. We also have um, a sort of net zero hero action where you can ask your pension provider to go net zero and then you can tweet them which is good because oh brilliant yeah 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 and often um that certainly worked with a few and so we had Scottish widows announced quite recently and we we know there were people who tweeted them and they noticed the tweets because yeah. they weren't used to receiving tweets from people asking them what yes. they're doing with their money in climate that's so such really, a brilliant idea to to take it public to kind of to do this mess you know to do this messaging and things but then actually to post on your Facebook page that you've done it to start that conversation with your friends and things. And also, as you say, when you tweet or you comment on a company's Facebook profile or LinkedIn profile or whatever, they're sort of duty bound to reply to it because otherwise yeah. they look like asses, don't they? So, you know, exactly. I think it really is a powerful thing. 
And one more thing, because people think it's a, can often think it's a waste of time and it's not, which is if you receive a response, and we've had some responses with people writing in and they've received sort of 50 page black wow. and white things which don't really explain and aren't really written yeah, for yeah, yeah. normal consumers, yes. actually sharing the response that you received. <laughs> because <laughs> Look what I've just got. I, yeah. I, I mean, there are people who work in this sector and I can think of one person who like is high up in like an impact in investment charity and he's been going backwards and forwards with his funds wow. and he said that he didn't even understand the response that he got really? one of his funds and it starts it starts to make you think if this person who's really senior and mm. knows about investment doesn't really understand what they're talking about or what they're sharing then how 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 do you expect me or you to understand that and yeah. and actually that's a place where pension funds are failing consumers because and kind of it, what are they trying to hide in amongst yeah, those 50 exactly. pages yeah because yeah. it's their job you're their customer it's their mm. job to tell you what they're doing in ways that you can understand yeah, and if they're definitely. not doing that you should call them out on it yeah so I'm guessing that the biggest am I right in saying the NHS is the biggest sort of employer in the in the country or certainly one of them I would imagine and and you know a lot of people will work for their local authorities and um you know I'm thinking like teachers and things like that will probably have local authority pensions if you're part of a really, you know, the NHS is such a huge, unwieldy kind of operation, and you think, God, I'm just, I'm just one person within this massive, like, million people. Where, where do you go with that? Something like that? Because even if you get twenty people from your surgery or hospital or whatever to do something, it's probably still going to be a kind of drop in the ocean of the numbers of pensions within that scheme. Um, so, in terms of local authority pensions. Yep, there's a lot you can do. So like there are local authority, kind of local government pension schemes around the country that are um, very similar to the kind of like company pension schemes. So we've been in conversations with quite a few of them. Some have already committed to go net zero, which is great. Some have actually put the kind of SDGs, the sustainable development goals in their charters, something wow. that their pension will be aiming to try to help, mm. which is brilliant. And I mean, it shows there's kind of individuals within these pension funds that really do care they really do mm. want to kind of um, look into their um, pension funds and just make sure they're kind of doing kind of really good work yeah. but one thing we found is some pension funds local authority pension funds are even less used to the kind of like public engagement and public yes i bet yeah yeah, yeah. And companies because just the way they're made up so some have kind of councillors some have officers that have been appointed by the council kind of there so there's just different makeups but what I'd always recommend is um, going on the kind of pension tool. We can send the details that Hannah mentioned to find out where your pension's with. But if you find it's with a local government pension scheme, there might be a kind of a lobby group, a pressure group in your area already trying to do this okay. work. So there's a yeah. fantastic network of organisations around the country who've kind of yeah worked on these things and we're helping a few of them with their plans but yeah there's a lot of kind of local authority pensions out there that are still investing in really kind of bad things mm. and we've seen examples of good local authority pension schemes that are actually investing in local infrastructure and local projects as well so you've got kind of both things there oh, wow. but, yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah it is really important to kind of look into your local authority pension scheme amazing any ideas about the NHS? Like, does anybody know anything about their pensions or where they are or how to go about? Hannah, did you have any ideas around that? Yeah. So the NHS pension scheme, like the civil service scheme, and this is this is one of the perks of working for the NHS, one of the few perks, is that it's actually unfunded. So you're if you work as a doctor or a nurse or another professional within the NHS, 
your money isn't invested, rather the contributions of the people who are saving for retirement are used to pay pensions. And it's money that the government uses. So actually, if you're in the NHS, the best and you're employed by by the National Health Service rather than by local government or by a local government employer, the best thing to do is to spread the word because actually it just comes out of people's taxes, which is great. Oh, okay. Great for for you, but probably not great for us because uh, (laughs) that removes a nice big target. Yes. uh, In terms of campaigning. But I think it does differ slightly in that some people will have more local government pensions and Mm. a more structure. But if you have a central NHS pension, then that cash isn't invested. It's just, you know, our tax money. It's great. Yeah. Okay. I never, never even realised that. Um, so just to, because we've talked about lots of things, um, I'm just going to try and go through a step-by-step of what we've said to try and remember, and you can correct me when I get it wrong. Um, so number one is to get in touch with your either HR department or your finance department um, and ask where your pension is and if they'd had any discussions internally about pensions and investments and just to sort of start that conversation with them. Number two is to come to the, when you find out who your pension is with, come to the Make My Money website, sign the petition, um, have a look, see, I think there's a drop down, am I right in saying you can drop, use a drop down menu to find your pension provider. And then that will take you through to tell you how well or otherwise they're doing and um, tell you, and there's a template letter if they're awful, is that right? It doesn't necessarily tell you kind of how well your pension provider is doing just because there's kind of lots of different kind of metrics and funds, but we are kind of working on ways to make that more clear. But there are other organizations kind of out there that might be able to help with that. But what I would say is that if you're lucky enough that your pension's already invested in a kind of a good fund or net zero fund, we will tell you straight away when you say oh, okay. Because um yeah, we've been successful. So we've managed to get lots of pension funds to move, which is great thanks to the power of our supporters and people yeah. who are taking us action. So yeah, once that's kind of done, we don't necessarily want to keep on sending them yeah. emails because um yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. we obviously will keep, continue to keep an eye on them. And if we see any backsliding or anything like that, yeah. we'll make sure to um yeah spread the word and tell everyone to email them again. Brilliant. So send that template letter. And if you're one of the Uber keen ones who will move your pension, then I'm guessing you know move and let them know why you've moved. And then regardless of whether you've moved or not, to to share that action that you've done in some way, whether that's on social media or whatever, to sort of amplify that action and to really start those conversations and to, and I guess as well, to have those conversations with our colleagues and to say, God, you know, I I just listened to this podcast and, um, you know, hadn't thought about my pension. And actually I've done a bit of digging with HR and it's invested with these people and I'm not that happy about it. Here's the link to go and to go and do it. So have I covered everything? (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah, no, definitely, yeah, and um, you'd be, we've um, some kind of introduced pensions to friends and family, we've got a fantastic range of just fun videos, because it's oh, one okay. of the things we're working with um, Richard Curtis, and um, kind of his phone book is pretty <laughs> decent, so um, yeah, I bet, yeah. have some um, fantastic videos with um, like comedian Ashling B, with um, Jason Isaacs, like fantastic actor, and uh, Martin Freeman as oh, uh, a woolly man, um, so we basically just tried to make pensions a bit more interesting and um, make people think about it while laughing at uh, one of our fun videos. So if you're trying to have that conversation with colleagues or with your friends, definitely have a look on our social media channels or go on our YouTube and just have a look through all the videos, find the one that you think would be uh, best to um, yeah, share with kind of friends and family, send them a link. Because in general, we recognize that pensions are a really kind of traditionally boring subject, but we don't want up, to be exactly yeah. and then this is the thing like they have so much power and 
if we can get people to kind of change their pension or talk to the pension provider and get them to kind of change the default funds, it'll be absolutely fantastic. But yeah, we've got some great videos to help kind of break that ice in terms of those conversations as well. So next family Zoom everyone's having, you're not doing a quiz, you're all watching Martin Freeman dressed up. <laughs> exactly. I think uh, my family and friends are probably going to get a bit bored of me talking about pensions in the next one. <laughs> you know what, I'm completely fine with that. If people uh, move their pension and become more aware of it, um, yeah, it's a really, really positive thing to do. It's so, it's, it's, it's so true what you say, like it's such a dull grown up subject that most of us don't even want to think about. But actually, once you start having conversations like this, it's really interesting. Isn't it? It's really fascinating. Brilliant. Thank you so much, both of you, for your time. You've been absolutely wonderful. And hopefully we can start some conversations as well as a result of the podcast. So thank you so much. Great. Thank you very much, Jen. No problem. ish you wonderful sack of loveliness with me jen gale hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old gray matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably do let me know what that is i love to hear about the changes that people are making big or small every single one counts if you've enjoyed the show and i hope you have do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time. Bye.